Welcome, everybody, to the Nick's Infinite Playlist Podcast, a show where we talk about something always because something's always on. I'm your host, Nick Hogan, and with me this week is a very special guest, Danielle White. Danielle and I have known each other for a very long time. Um, Danielle, introduce yourself to the people. All right. Well, like you said, um, we've known each other for a while. Uh, gosh, almost 20 years at this point, I think. It's, yeah, um, it's getting up there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been a minute, but mm-hmm. um, we did all of the bands together in high school. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school down in Louisville, came back to Columbus, um, where we sort of reconnected. Um, for those who don't know, Nick's also in Columbus and lives pretty close to me, and our kids are about the same age, so it works out well. Um, yeah, I am working right now with Turning Point Domestic Violence Services um, as the director of outreach and. I really have nothing to do with TV reviews. I know a lot of your guests are sort of professional TV reviewers. It's not me. I just really like stories. I like to watch things. <laughs> yeah. I like to talk about things. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, we, uh, we take all kinds here. <laughs> so uh, a good handful of our guests have been from this area um, and more so have been from the West Coast and mm-hmm. Wisconsin and just wherever I can get them on here but uh we're glad to have you we're glad to hear what you have to say no matter what and uh, you know i say we like more than 15 <laughs> people to listen to this and and that's probably about it so uh <laughs> <laughs> so um we start off every podcast with a with like a current topic and so i thought that this would be particularly relevant because um disney plus has been adding content more quickly because of the COVID-19 lockdown and all of that. Yes. So to encourage people to stay in their homes, they're saying, you know, don't go to the movie theater. Uh, you know, don't go out to buy a Blu-ray here. Here's more on Disney plus. And so one of the first movies that they did this for is frozen Two. Yes. And that's so a, exciting. yeah. And it's, it's a recent movie. And so um, I was excited too, cause I, I wanted to see it, but I was like, no, nah. I I don't want to wrangle my child in the theater, so I'll probably just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus. And I was going to be waiting a few more months, but uh, they bumped it up. So, yes. meanwhile, I saw it in the theaters twice with my toddler, and then bought it on digital the day it was released. <laughs> I really uh, like this movie. Yeah, yeah, and well, that's that's more of a uh, an Avengers thing for me. <laughs> but uh, no, so I. I um, obviously we can tell that you enjoyed this movie. Um, (laughs) Tell me about that a little bit. Um, I just, I mean, I liked Frozen. Frozen was cute. It was a really good movie. I enjoyed the music a lot. Um, But Frozen 2, something about it just really resonates with me. And I think it's just the mythology of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, For whatever reason, the story just really got me. And I think the music was elevated as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, So I, I really enjoyed Frozen, the first one. Um, I was actually pretty taken aback by how good it was, but you know, come to find out later it's because I hadn't seen Tangled yet. Um, <laughs> so my expectations hadn't been raised yet. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. You know, it was, uh, it wasn't a movie that it, I'm not in the target demographic for it at all, right. but um, so Frozen 2 just, I think it improved upon a lot of what Frozen had. Um, you know, for one, they didn't have to slap together a song for Jonathan Groff. They had a song for Jonathan (laughs) Groff. Um, and it was like probably my favorite one. Absolutely. And they found a way to include some more 
famous voices like Jason Ritter and Sterling K. Brown. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I think you're right about the mythology too. Just the, uh, um, the way that they told kind of, gave kind of an origin story to Elsa's powers. <laughs> and um, they did so in a way that improved upon their, their history and who they were and why Elsa had these powers. And I think that's probably one of the bigger questions coming out of the first movie. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they handled it really well. Um, and it, it surprised me. And that honestly doesn't happen too often. I'm pretty good at predicting where things are going. Like if I can start a movie and within the first 10 minutes, tell you how it's going to end. And that didn't happen here. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. Um, and that's one of my biggest turnoffs to movies is I, I sour on them quickly when they're predictable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, I think that happens when you start to get to know the story structure and right. you know the, the hero's journey and you start to understand all of that and things become predictable and stale pretty quickly. So I was really impressed with how they handled Frozen 2. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what was your favorite song? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. I think the one that I've listened to the most is probably Lost in the Woods. Yeah. Um, That is fantastic. And I love the Ween cover on the soundtrack. So good. So, so good. But I think, oh, gosh. (laughs) It's hard to pick a favorite. They are all my favorite for different reasons. Um, oh gosh I don't know I think Into the Unknown yeah, yeah. well I, I mean Idina Menzel's got that she's got a really good voice mm-hmm. um, so you know that that's what people were waiting for was okay what's the next let it go like what's mm-hmm. the next big Idina Menzel belter absolutely and I mean um, they they showed that one pretty quickly. They, they showed their hand pretty early on. It was on like Dancing with the Stars and they did it on a bunch of morning shows. Yeah. Um, but then Show Yourself just came out of nowhere and blew me away. Yeah. I was not expecting a second showstopper from her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think for me, it's, it's definitely Lost in the Woods just because it has this like, it has this 80s kind of feel to it. Absolutely. And I'm a big fan of 80s music anyway. Um, and so I was just kind of waiting like, okay, they're going to make better use of Jonathan Groff this time. Right. Yeah, and I was not disappointed. Uh, <laughs> so okay. that's, that's probably my favorite one. And um, you know that he did every single voice on that track, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. He's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine how long and tedious that must've been. I know. I think they said it was something like 60 or 80 tracks. Don't quote me on that. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I do like the, uh, the uh, cover of uh, the Weezer cover mm-hmm. on the soundtrack also. Uh, Weezer's been really knocking it out of park with the covers lately. But Did I say ween? Um, that's a story for another time. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so let, let's talk about, since we're on Christoph's song, let's talk about Christoph for a second. Um, yeah. So Christoph has been subject of many a meme. Um, and it's because he's, uh, basically he's, um, a stable male in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like he's not, 
you know, he's not falling to any of those uh, jealousy tropes mm-hmm. or any of those uh, other things that you may expect from a love interest, particularly in a, you know, a Disney film. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, anyone who follows me on Facebook has probably seen, I've posted it probably three or four times at least, but that quote from the end where he says, my love is not fragile. That just, it just took my breath away because that's such a powerful statement. And it's not one that you typically hear from, you know, a male in a Disney film, you know, the Prince Charming character. That's not, you know, it's not something that you hear and it's not something that I've ever really thought about. Um, But it was just a really powerful statement for me. And I, I loved how, um, you know, when he, is coming and she's you know leading the earth giants to the dam and he just comes and, and sweeps her off her feet quite literally picks her up into his arms and then says i'm here what do you need you know right. he's not trying to save her he's trying to help her and support her right. and that is just so powerful and, and so cool yeah well it's 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 refreshing mm-hmm. um because you don't you don't feel like for one the the negative behavior isn't normalized and mm-hmm. two uh you feel like um, you know, people who are, are actually, um, you know, trying to, to be like that. They're, they're in stable relationships or they're, they're actively practicing as, as supportive male figures. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated it because as a male in a long-term committed relationship, I feel like that's, it's validating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, it's not, uh, focused on these other things that, that come along with, with passion, but not, um, you know, stability. Right. And so I really appreciated that the, the way that they, they've um, normalized like a, a boring male character, I guess, to put it in not so great terms, but like mm-hmm. I'm boring and I relate to Chris. <laughs> so he's boring too, in a sense. Yeah. He, he's not that macho you know have to save the day have to be the main character you know always have to be in charge like that's not him at all um and i think i really appreciated them showing kind of his blunders and insecurity as he you know struggles to to get off the proposal um which definitely made for some light comedic moments but also really showed you know that it's possible for a male character to truly care um and to be kind of uncertain um, of how to proceed, which is again really refreshing. Right, and it, it seems like that that's kind of been a two movie story for them too, because they they kind of lampooned the um, we just met, we're going to get married right. from the other Disney films in the first one, and then they're like, oh yeah, just kidding, he's the bad guy. Um, <laughs> and so now the guy she meets after that is is the antithesis of Hans in every way. Absolutely. And I think that's I I love it. I think it's really cool. I agree. So um, one of the other notes I had on here is just that there are a lot of new characters in this Frozen. And um, which which one's your favorite? Sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to have to start that over, I think. That's okay. They're in your bedroom, Penny. Go on. Yeah. I don't think she's going to sleep anytime soon. <laughs> Looking for her fans. All right. Sorry. So um, I don't know at what point you were cut off there, but if you want to do that. I'll just take the question from the top. Okay. So also in Frozen 2, there are many 
new characters. Um, quite a few famous names on here too. And I was just going to ask you, which one's your favorite? Um, that's again, another tough pick because they're all really good. I think if I had to pick Lieutenant Matias, General oh, yeah, yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. You gotta love Sterling K. Brown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, can't go wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him too. And I also think uh, Ryder, the character that uh, mm-hmm. was also doing voices for his reindeer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that Jason Ritter's character. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. I just got a kick out of it. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And his elaborate reindeer proposal. Yeah. um i just oh man i loved it it was hilarious yeah so anyway um so is there anything else that you feel like you want to talk about about frozen 2 i don't think so i just really think that it's a fantastic movie and i was very pleasantly surprised most people don't always hold up and i think this one just raised the bar even higher so i'm excited to see what they do next with the frozen franchise yeah me too um so if you haven't seen it frozen 2 it's currently on disney plus um and that's a super cheap subscription subscription so what are you waiting for (laughs) anyway next up is our segment called infinite playlist a segment dedicated to our most recent favorite things uh so danielle simple question for you (laughs) what are you loving right now I am really into Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it's a really fun, light show, but it has some, you know, kind of unexpectedly deep moments. And then it has, it's a musical, which, you know, can't go wrong with, in my opinion. Absolutely. So, um, I really like this show, too. And the first episode really struck me um, because it, it made me laugh and, and it was kind of fun and light. And then uh, they did the song with Peter Gallagher where, mm-hmm. you know, it's, oh my it wasn't, they weren't totally clear on whether she would be able to hear him mm-hmm. sing because he can't speak, but then she did. Right. And it just really blew me away and it moved me to tears. Absolutely. Um, and so I just, I really liked his approach to singing it too. Like it was really raw um so i really loved it i really love the show uh my wife and i watch it every week uh so yeah yeah absolutely i think i've seen some criticisms that you know not all the characters are professional singers but honestly i think that that makes it a little more authentic yes Um, it's and it just i know it's it's just fun and I think that right now, you know, we all need a little fun. Yeah, it's fun and it, it still takes things seriously, but it, it makes you laugh too. And it, mm-hmm. I also think that it's really, it approaches characters in a truthful way, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, which is surprising sometimes for a musical. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I, I thought of you when I started this series too, because of... Um, Lauren Graham because you know like I said before you and I go way back um and I remember your love of Gilmore Girls and um so and I've really appreciated her performance uh one of my favorite songs in the whole series so far was Wrecking Ball yes that was so good I really enjoyed Roar as well yes she's done a great job and I mean I think that she would be the first to admit, you know, she's not a professionally trained singer, but she really brings her all to it. And I just, I think her character is really cool. And I mean, you just, you can't go wrong with Lauren Graham in general. 
yeah, I mean, I, I've liked her and, and everything I've seen her in. I, I'm, I have my issues with Gilmore Girls, but they're not Lorelai related. <laughs> uh, so uh, everything else I've seen her in, I've loved. Yeah, Parenthood is, is fantastic. And, you know, Jason Ritter connection there. So. Yeah, and I, I've not watched that yet, but Kaylin so uh, and I are trying to find a series to go through together um, because she isn't like Seinfeld. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking, I, Parenthood's on the list. I highly recommend it. I think it's still on Netflix and it will make you cry, but it's also just a fantastic show. Awesome. Well, I, I don't mind the crying so long as it doesn't get into like, this is us um, misery <laughs> porn territory. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, an issue for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so did you have anything else you want to say about that? Uh, no, just watch it. Love it. Listen to the soundtrack. Skylar Aston's fantastic. Oh yeah. He's the, he's probably the best singer on the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. So at least they have good singers and people who aren't, but they still sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you want to stream Zoe's extraordinary playlist, it's on Hulu. They release the episodes the day after they air, which, and it airs on NBC on Sunday nights. Um, and as for me, like I've been watching through quite a bit, just, um, you know, I've rapidly transitioned to working from home and I've had stuff on in the background a lot. Um, and so my, and my job is also very hills and valleys. Mm-hmm. So I just got through a peak busy period. Um, and now I'm in kind of a lull. So, um, I've got, I've got stuff on during the day. And one of the things that I, I tore through when this first started was happy endings, Mm-hmm. have you ever seen it i haven't no so it's a it's a hangout comedy and it's akin to it kind of bridges the gap between like friends and and new girl oh, um and it's the probably the best part about it is the cast it has um eliza coop adam pally um elijah cuthbert okay. um damon wayans jr and it's just, it's just really freaking funny. Um, and they, they never really let up on the goofiness or the laughs. And it doesn't really stray too far into like cringe territory. So um, I really enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. There are only three seasons and it was um, just like pretty abruptly canceled. So it's not, it has an ending, but it's not like a, super emotional finale or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's three seasons and it's a half hour show, it's a quick watch. Yeah. So that's something to, to uh, check out in a quarantine binge that you can get through pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and it's, it's very funny. And if you like new girl or how I met your mother or friends, uh, you'll probably like this too. All right. Well, good. I appreciate the recommendation. And uh, this is uh, Damon Wayans jr. You know, was on the new girl pilot. And then he was gone for like two years. That's because he got called back to happy endings. Oh, interesting. So he was on happy endings and then he did this pilot and then happy endings got renewed. So he went back and then when happy endings got canceled, he joined the cast of new girl full time for a while. Yeah. So um, anyway, then I will go ahead and wrap up the infinite playlist segment, happy endings on Hulu. So he's extraordinary playlist also on Hulu. Um, and our final segment, it's time to bust out those ecto coolers and dunkaroos for a segment called I Heart the 90s, a time to reflect on all things nostalgia from our favorite bygone era. So this segment is always the hardest to choose a topic. 
and Danielle and I decided we were going to talk about Titanic. <laughs> um, so I maybe not so famously have issues with Titanic and <laughs> I haven't watched it in some time until last weekend when we're, we're preparing to do this. Um, so, you know, written, directed by James Cameron, everybody knows this movie. Um, everybody knows that Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are in it. Um, and then everybody knows this movie because it's based on the sinking of the Titanic. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So first of all, I would love to hear your thoughts on Titanic just in general. Well, Okay, so Titanic came out in, what, 97? Mm -hmm. So I was in, what, what grade were we in? Like fourth or fifth grade, probably? Yeah, I want to say fourth grade. So, you know, I, I was a nine or ten-year-old girl when this came out, okay? So <laughs> I love Titanic. It is in my blood. I think I am obligated to love Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and I am sure that there are issues with it, Um but it's just one of those things that, you know, it was such a huge part of, you know, my experience mm -hmm. um, as a young girl in the late 90s, early 2000s. Absolutely. Um, that it's just, it's hard for me to take off those rose-colored glasses and see oh, beyond yeah. my love for it. Yeah. Well, and I, I, um, I totally get why it's iconic, why people love it. Um, and I'm actually, so I probably hadn't watched it in 10 years. Easy. Um, it's not something that I go seek out very often. If I have three hours and 15 minutes to kill, <laughs> I'm going to watch like a mini series or something else. Uh, because it's just not a movie that's like, oh, well, I got to watch a movie tonight. How about Titanic? It's, right. That's just not what people go to. Right. So upon this viewing, you know, last time I watched it, I was probably 20 years old, if it wasn't longer ago than that. Um, so as a 30 going on 31 year old, um, you know, it, it hits me different. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that it, thinking like a critic is that I really appreciate the filmmaking in it now. Like mm -hmm. the, the, it's, there's a lot of it that's well-crafted. Um, you know, moments that I picked up on that I didn't as a kid, like um, he, Leonardo, or, um, I'm sorry, Jack teaches Rose to spit early mm -hmm. on in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then later she spits in her fiance's face. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, hey, that's because she taught him to spit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and I, I remember not liking it when I was young and it may have just been that it was too long. It may have been that I was jealous of Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't really know. <laughs> But I appreciate the writing more now. Um, I appreciate some of the, the secondary characters now that I didn't really know. You know, I knew Leonardo DiCaprio when I was a kid and Kate Winslet, but I didn't know Victor Garber then. Um, mm -hmm. And he gives a great performance, Bernard Hill, um, who plays the captain. So um, Kathy Bates and Billy Zane, um, they both give really strong performances and I had forgotten completely that Kathy Bates was even in it. Um, <laughs> Molly Brown. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to unpack for me among, you know, now that I'm an adult and I've seen other things, mm -hmm. um, Titanic may be one of the first like adult movies that I'd ever watched. And so the, the cultural impact there is, is just massive. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, one of, it's a, the movie itself is a cultural icon mm -hmm. and now I can see why, just because of the scope of what they accomplish with like the sets and stuff too. Like, um, and, and 
the cultural icon part of Titanic is is the cool part, but it's also the part that drove me the craziest when I watched it again. Uh, because the ship sinking is like, you know, you're only an hour and a half into the movie when they hit the iceberg. Like, I don't know if, if you know that yep. or if pay attention, <laughs> pay attention to what, when it was that they hit the iceberg, but I paused it mm-hmm. and it was like an hour and a half into a three hour and 15 minute movie. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's just a lot of the ship sinking mm-hmm. And I just didn't think some of it was necessary. Yeah. So for me, I actually love that part of it. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up on Sunday mornings, we would get together, sit in my parents' bed and watch really bad made for TV disaster movies. So I just, I love a good disaster movie. <laughs> um, so for me, Titanic takes place in two distinct parts. Like there is the, you know, the introduction and the love story building and all of that. And then there's the disaster movie and they're both, just really fantastic for me yeah well and i I can again i can see um you know sometimes for me i just get frustrated when um that people i've really worked hard at being concise Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when movies aren't doing that it it's (laughs) frustrating so the only other thing that i could think of to compare it to was i don't even have you seen uh man of steel the most recent superman so um this movie came out seven years ago so spoiler alert (laughs) um but at the end there's a 30 minute battle between superman and zod um and they they destroy metropolis like absolutely destroy the city and then it ends and superman just like snaps his neck and so, like, most anticlimactic movie ever. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> it's been really frustrating. I've, like, I've not deliberately not seen several DC movies since mm-hmm. because I hated Man of Steel so much. And so, <laughs> that was one of my bigger issues with it, just as the, um, I, the, I think there are some issues pacing the second half, but I still think that that what they've accomplished there is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the scenes that are really that really broke one. Like I never expected to shed any tears on Titanic because (laughs) I remember 10 years ago, how much I hated it. And, um, you know, when the, but then when the parent was putting her children to bed, like knowing that she's not going to get out of this and that that just broke me. Anything that they did with the kids, like Mm -hmm. where the kid was crying away from their parents and, Mm -hmm. and Billy Zane picked her up. Mm-hmm. and um, there was a kid that was weeping in the hallway that was filling up and Jack and Rose grabbed him and then mm-hmm. his dad came back mm-hmm. and, and they got swept away and drowned. Yeah. And it was just anything to do with kids just absolutely devastated me this time. And, and I fully admit that I'm a hundred times more weepy in movies because I'm a parent. Yeah. Absolutely. I, was, I, I cried in five movies my entire life before I had kids. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah well, I, I cried in the titanic so and that, it's really kind of come full circle yeah um so i really i really loved a lot about what they did with it and i didn't think that i would um mm-hmm. but there was still like some pacing issues for me and i also i only have one more thing to say on this 
right. Uh, and it's going to sound like I'm ranting. Uh, <laughs> but my only other issue is, is like, how long were they on the Titanic? <laughs> because she loves him. Yeah. She takes his name. With it, with, they've, they've known each other for like two days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's straight up Disney. <laughs> um, that's but straight that up is- like the opposite of Frozen. <laughs> It's true. It is. <laughs> I, just, I always, I keep flashing back to the Little Mermaid. But Daddy, I love him. Like, no, no, you guys <laughs> really know him. But I do think that there's something to the fact that you know they had a really, you know, deep connection pretty immediately because I mean, when they first meet, right. he's essentially talking her down from committing suicide. Like that's absolutely, you know, a, a pretty strong connection there. And then, yes. you know, he kind of opened her eyes to the idea that there's you know, another possible life for her beyond the one that her family has set for her. Yeah, so Jack really opened her eyes to the fact that there's, you know, there's there's more out there than the life that her mother had imagined for her and that her jerk of a fiancé, I don't know if you curse on this podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my, try not to. I think my grandma probably listens. <laughs> All right. Well, her jerk of a fiancé then. Um, you know, there, there's a life outside of that. And I, so I think that you know, it, it's possible to have, you know, some sort of deep infatuation that happens um, in that short span of time. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, there's there's no way to know whether it would have stood the test of time. You know, maybe they get off the ship together and they're deeply in love for six months. And mm-hmm. then she realizes that, you know, he's completely broke and, and she misses her old life and, and they split up. But I think that's part of the sort of the beauty of it is that their relationship is going to stay forever in that, you know, that magical new love state right? Um, because they're not going to live to see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, so I had, um, when I had questions about it, I was like, wait a minute, how long has this been? Um, that was like myself, taking myself out of the movie because <laughs> uh, really you know I, I and I'm a sucker for like buying into a premise but mm-hmm. I bought into it you know like um, the way that they were playing it I believed it mm-hmm. I believed that they were in love um, and it was just like a I had a thought like wait a second mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure that if he survives this that it ends well right um, but I guess you know obviously he was never meant to right um, and and you're right you know really the point of it is that the, their connection is because he saved her life and then the whole point is that she tried to kill herself because she wasn't happy with the life she was living yep. and he was like well you know obviously she's not happy with the life she's living but mm-hmm. maybe i'll show her something different right so he shows her something different and and she's in love with with that absolutely and i mean as she says you know he saved me in every way a person can be saved and i think that that's true because you know you see Mm -hmm. um in that pan shot at the end of all of her photographs you know she did all of the things that they imagined doing together and she had the life that she chose that she wanted to have Mm -hmm. um and i think that you know that is because of him and his influence. You know, I think that he sort of empowered her to, 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 to step out and to, you know, make her life what she wanted it to be. Right. And I absolutely bought into that too. And it was just a weird, like, took me out of it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end I was like, wait a minute, 
they've known each other for two days. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but really, you know, I have to, to props James Cameron, like he's ever going to listen to this. Um, just that, you know, I, um, I still hate Avatar, but I respect <laughs> this a little bit more yeah. uh, upon this uh, viewing as a, a more mature person. I'm not going to go so far as to say a mature person. Um, <laughs> I'm <not getting> there. <laughs> um, so one the last thing that I had written down is, uh, and I don't know if you rewatched it before we talked about this, but um, I was watching and I hadn't seen it in 10 years and they win the tickets in a poker game, right? Mm-hmm. Jack and his friend win the tickets in a poker game. Right. And they win them from guys named Olaf. Uh, and Sven, yes. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. I was like, oh, ha ha. You know, because he, he says Olaf first. He says uh-huh. Olaf. And then I was like, oh, ha ha, Olaf. You know, and then he goes, Sven. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty sure that the people who created Frozen are riffing on Titanic a Because there's also a shipwreck. Yeah, that's Frozen. true. I hadn't considered that. Uh, and who knows? And I'm probably the first person to ever obsess over this because uh, I couldn't really find any things about it on the internet anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's true. It's crazy. Uh, two shipwrecks, two characters named Olaf, two characters named Sven. One is a reindeer. <laughs> and the other is a snowman. So, yep. you know. <laughs> so uh, do you have anything that you want to add about Titanic or? Um, I don't think so. I just, I really truly love that movie. Um, you know, I remember the very first time I ever saw it um, was at a sleepover in sixth grade. And mm-hmm. so it's just been such a huge part of my life for so long that, you know, for me, it's just this huge iconic thing. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it with you and to hear some criticisms, criticisms of it, which is not something that, you know, I've act- actively sought out ever. Yeah. Well, and like, um, I think that can add to enjoyment of a movie too, just kind of to recognize, you know, like we we were talking about some of the singers on Zoe's playlist and how, um, you know, they're not professional singers, but it still sounds good and it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even though there are flaws in the movie that it's, it's meaningful and like the, it frustrated me to have a whole, second movie essentially where they (laughs) just do the shipwreck but um you know that's there are positives to that too and so i think there's a flip side to everything and um i try to be at least where i I can recognize okay i understand the the effort the monumental amount of work that it went into it Mm -hmm. absolutely well um then that'll about wrap it up for us um thanks danielle for coming on yeah absolutely thank you for having me it was fun no problem. Um, so, uh, just to wrap up, you can follow, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nikki A. Hogan. Uh, that's where I mostly tweet about the podcast. I use the hashtag Nick's infinite playlist on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can follow, you can go to Nick's infinite playlist.com and see all of the blog posts with embedded podcasts so far. Um, so don't forget to subscribe on whatever service you listen to your podcast to Google play, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Um, Or you can listen embedded on Anchor as well. That's it. That'll be, uh, we'll call it a night. (laughs) So thanks again, Danielle. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick. And good night, everybody. (laughs) 